You're listening to the Jesus for Everyone podcast, a podcast where we talk about the intersection of faith and social justice and what a first century Jewish prophet of the poor from Galilee offers us today in our work of love, compassion, and justice. To support this podcast, go to RenewedHeartMinistries.com and click donate. As Jesus followers today, the gospel we tell must locate Jesus among our oppressed siblings, whether they are women or people of color, black people, LGBTQ people, poor people, or or others. Welcome to the Jesus for Everyone podcast. My name is Herb Montgomery, and this is episode 336, and our title this week is Social Liberation in the Jesus Story. Now, I was shocked when I first realized that the book of Acts doesn't speak about Jesus's crucifixion as a a, a meritorious death that promised post-mortem bliss. The author's focus is rather on the resurrection of Jesus, and it's as it's, it's a Jesus who was who had been executed unjustly by those in control of an unjust system. His resurrection, it marked the beginning of that long-awaited work rooted in the hope of the ancient Hebrew prophets that oppression, violence, and injustice of our present iteration of our world would be put right. And this was profoundly curious to me, especially given my own Christian background. I began to notice the message of Acts and the Gospels was rather different than the cross-focus preaching and teaching that I was used to. Even the author of the Gospel of Luke also includes the resurrection in the category of of must things that that must happen. In Acts 9.22, it says, The Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, chief priests, and scribes, and be killed, and on the third day be raised. The Jewish early followers of Jesus had a similar focus uh, as the ancient Hebrew prophets. Their dream was not of one day going to some far distant heaven or escaping either this world or a, a, a post-mortem hell, their focus was very much on this present world. And, and the gospel showed a Jesus who taught a path toward writing oppression and writing violence and writing injustice. Their message was that Jesus's unjust execution, it interrupted his liberation work and his resurrection overcame or reversed the death that the unjust system had dealt. Consider the following excerpts from the book of Acts and, and pay close attention to how each one of these passages emphasizes the resurrection, not that Jesus was had been uh, uh, had died for anybody, but that that Jesus was alive. His resurrection and describes uh, they describe what that resurrection accomplished. The first one is Acts two twenty two through thirty six. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with deeds of power, wonders, and signs that God did through him among you. <clears throat> As you yourselves know, this man given to you according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God, you crucified and killed by the hands of those outside the law. But God raised him up, having freed him from death, because it was impossible for him to be held in its power. God had raised this Jesus to life, and we are all witnesses of the fact. Therefore, let the entire house of Israel know with certainty that God has made him both Lord and Messiah. 
this Jesus whom you crucified. Acts 3, 13-15, The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his servant Jesus. You handed him over to be killed. You disowned him before Pilate, though he had decided to let him go. You disowned the Holy and Righteous One and asked that a murderer be released to you. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead, and we are witnesses of this. In Acts 5, verse 30-31, The God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead, whom you killed by hanging him on a cross. God exalted him to his own right hand as a prince and a savior. So two things are happening in these passages. First, each identifies Jesus with communities who had been victimized and excluded politically, economically, and religiously. And second, each states the unjust execution has been overcome. That Jesus was unjustly executed through an alliance of political and economic systems and that this unjust execution had been reversed, it places the story's truth on the side of those damaged by those systems. The stories unmask a way of doing life that benefits some at the expense uh, of others that are deemed expendable and that protects itself at any cost. Uh, We talked about this a couple weeks ago in the podcast Systems uh, of Sacrifice. But with the authors of the Gospels, we identify Jesus as in solidarity with all victims and survivors of systemic evil, both historical and contemporary today. Whether we victimize people through our politics, through our economics, or our religions, we begin to see that Jesus is with them rather than with us, as Acts 2.37 showed us, and that we are with Jesus when we are standing alongside them too. And this understanding, it converts us as followers of Jesus to stand in solidarity with those that we once harmed over and against those systems which may privilege us at their expense. As Jesus followers today, the gospel we tell must locate Jesus among our oppressed siblings, whether they are women or people of color, black people, LGBTQ people, poor people, or others, the story challenges us not to be the very ones who don't know what we're doing, believing our actions to be politically justifiable or economically expedient or or religiously required. This interpretation of the Jesus story, it challenges us to ask, as the old black American spirituals asked, were you there when they crucified my Lord? And and also to ask, not only were you there, but what role in the story that we are taking in our actions today? The story decisively declares and demonstrates that those our present systems oppress are those we should be working alongside of too. To save Jesus followers socially, Our gospel, it must include, uh, but not be focused solely on an execution. And also, it has to emphasize the deep significance of the story's focus 
on resurrection. Jesus stood in the justice tradition of the Hebrew prophets before him. It was a tradition that called for the end of of politics that are dependent on violence or economics that are dependent on exploitation or or a religion that is dependent on the exclusion of others. And far from Jesus's unjust execution being what satisfies some cosmic justice, the murder of Jesus on a Roman cross was an act of injustice. The resurrection in the story is a symbol of uh, of that death-dealing system being overcome. It puts Jesus on the side of those opposing those systems. Our gospel is the story of a Jesus critiquing all exclusionary and exploitative politics, economics, and religious expressions, and unmasking them for what they are, and calling us to live in opposition to those systems too. The story calls us to begin by identifying first our oppressive political, economic, and religious systems today for what they truly are. We can no longer stand in solidarity with death-dealing systems. We have to take our cue from Jesus and stand with the victims of those systems, even if we have previously been quote-unquote, persecutors or oppressors rather than allies. In the story of Jesus, the main character has the power, the, Jesus himself has the power to change us from oppressor to comrade, to inspire us to stand with those being oppressed and to critique unjust systems and to work for change. This Jesus calls us to believe that these kinds of systems that they can be defeated. They can be stripped of their power over us through their very real, even though they're threatening us with a very real threat of death and our fear of death. Look at Acts 13, 32 through 33. We tell you the good news that what God promised our ancestors, he has fulfilled for us, their children, by raising up Jesus. And Acts 17, 31, he has set a day when he will put the world to right with justice by the man he has appointed. He has given proof of this to everyone by raising him from the dead. The resurrection focus of the book of Acts and of the Gospels, it calls us to imagine a world where our politics, our economics, and our religions have been replaced with with the love of others expressed in injustice. Ways of domination, they're replaced with care. Exploitation is replaced with ensuring that everyone has what they need to thrive. And exclusion is replaced with an inclusion that centers those who used to be left outside. The story calls us to imagine a human community that's characterized as life-giving to all. It's not death-dealing to some so that a few can be benefited. And understood this way, the resurrection story, the, the resurrection of one who is executed by systemic injustice and the ones that are privileged by it, it has the power to help Jesus' followers rethink everything today. The truth, I believe, it does, especially this truth, it has the power to set us free. And there's a stark difference between preaching a a violent death that substitutionarily assures us of postmortem bliss and teaching about an unjust execution by the powers that be that was interrupted and reversed and undone and overcome. I believe this story, it can point us not simply 
to liberated and healed individuals, but also to a liberated and healed world systemically. Heart Group application this week, we at Renewed Heart Ministries are continuing to ask all of our heart groups not to meet together physically at this time. Please stay virtually connected. Zoom is one of the the ways that that many of uh, our heart groups are meeting together right now. And when you go out, practice physical distancing. When you go out, please keep a six-foot distance between you and others. Be sure to wear a mask and and continue to wash your hands to to stop the spread of of COVID-19. And this is also a time, remember, where we can practice the resource sharing and the mutual aid found in the gospel. Gospels. Every Wednesday, uh, we here go out and we grocery shop for some of the elders in our community that are especially vulnerable. Uh, most of the folks that have passed away in our state here in, in West Virginia have been the elderly. So we do a lot of shopping for them so they can stay home. And this is a time where we can work together and prioritize those that are the most vulnerable. Uh, how can uh, we uh, come up with ways to take care of of each other while we're physically apart during this time. Number one this week, share something that spoke to you from this week's e-site or podcast uh, with your heart group. What is it that specifically jumps out at you about seeing liberation in the Jesus story? And, and number two, in the Jesus story, give examples of where Jesus stood with those systemically oppressed or, or marginalized. Who would he be standing with if the story was rewritten for our societal context today? And then number three, what can you do this week? Big or small to continue setting in motion the work of of shaping our world into a safe, compassionate, just home for all. Something that came up last week in our our heart group discussion uh, here at Renewed Heart Ministries was that uh, 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 sometimes it's not so much what we do, but what we don't do. This week, we're not going to do something that had recently or, or previously done harm. We're not going to do that to continue setting in motion the work of of reshaping our world. And also, I want to remind you, as we did last week, that sometimes what we're called to do this week is self-care. The work of justice is not furthered by us doing harm to ourselves. Discuss with your group what your plans are this week, and then pick something from the discussion uh, to put into practice. Thanks for checking in with us today, right where you are. Keep living in love, choosing compassion, taking action, and working towards justice. I love each one of you dearly. I'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.